Uh, that's me, Becca, and of course, I'm here with my best friend, Chelsea Stone. Yo, yo, yo. What up? <laughs> uh, today, we are going to talk about a subject that I believe pretty much touches everyone. Um, it's definitely going to hit home for us. We've dealt with this for years, and we still are dealing with it now. Um, we, today, we are talking about self-image, self-love, and how people perceive themselves and how others perceive them also the good stuff yeah so this one's it's gonna hit hard it's gonna be serious (laughs) y'all we ain't serious all the time but we gonna be serious for this one so i guess to really dive in i'm gonna have to take you all the way back oh let's start in middle school so in middle school i had some friends and I use that term kind of lightly. I mean, we were friends, but then again, we definitely had moments where they did not act in my best interest. And a lot of that I started taking personal. And some of it was image. Some of it had to do with just personality. I mean, but all of it had to do with me. And so I started taking so much of it personally Uh, especially like just stupid things. I mean, when you're in middle school, things like I have dark hair and it grows on my arms. And so I started shaving in middle school because I felt so embarrassed by it. And um, of course, there's so many other things that we could pick on ourselves for, but that was definitely one that I remember sticking out a lot growing up was my arms. And then at one point it became, well, you're so skinny. And I know Chelsea totally (laughs) feels me on this one. I I guarantee it doesn't have the same effect as calling someone fat. And of course, no one goes up to anyone else and just flat out says, hey, you're fat. But people will do that to anyone skinny. And they think it's a compliment. But when it's one of those things that bothers you, it's so not a compliment. It, no, it starts becoming your complex. Yes, for sure. Especially when, I'll just give you guys a little background about my family. I have a very, very critical family. And let me tell you something. The family gatherings, I say this all the time. I say this to them all the time, too. It might be a holiday for the rest of the world, but for my family, it's a day for us to all sit in a big old circle and roast the shit out of each other, because that's all we do. And I tell you what, there are four women in my family, my aunts, including my beautiful, lovely, sweetheart of a mother. They are the top dogs, and I like to refer to them as the hanging committee. Because when you have to come before the hanging committee, honey, they'll hang you every time. You ain't ever going to be saved. Every time. (laughs) Every time. So a little background about me, though, like where Becca started. See, I kind of feel like I had the exact opposite when I was young. And this probably started, I want to say, end of elementary into middle school. I had braces top and bottom I was like the first person in the whole freaking grade to have braces it was awful and to top it off I wore headgear 
Dun, dun, dun. You know, that little orange-headed pigtail bitch from Finding Nemo, the taps on the glass? That's the kind of headgear I had. I'm a piranha. <laughs> it was not a good time. But even with the braces and everything, I never even really like thought twice about people judging me. And I'm sure that they were. But it just never even occurred to me. Like, I just continued on living my life of dreaming about recess and making a mess out there and hanging around with my friends and all that shit. It wasn't until I got older and I want to say, like, late middle school, early high school was when I started to take notice that um, my eyebrows were crazy and I... I had a freckly old face. I hadn't hit acne yet, thank God. Like, Jesus spared me there. But <laughs> I didn't wear makeup, and <laughs> I just looked so much like that girl from Finding Nemo. Minus the orange hair. I had dirty dishwater blonde. This was before I started coloring my hair. I was an innocent, and then the next thing I know, I'm worried about what boys think about me. Oh, God, that's like a whole nother level of okay. self I don't even know. Self-love. We'll call it love. <laughs> We're going to do a positive spin on that. Um, I only had braces, too. I had them for two years. I think I was, like, 14 when I first got them, maybe 13. And I just chopped all of my hair off. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know what I was thinking. Like, I had hair down to my butt, and it was beautiful and thick and brown. So did I. And I chopped it all up. So as short as Chelsea's hair is now, it was above my shoulders, and I did this thing where, like, I flipped it out, and then I got braces, and it was, it was god-fucking-awful. I mean, I don't know what I was thinking. We literally went through the same phases in school, because that is exactly what I did. I cut my hair off, and I flipped it out. God, it was so bad. I don't, again, I mean, I had people making fun of me, and I, it was one of those things I just didn't even realize until after, that I was like, oh, okay. I didn't look that hot. <laughs> and when you're starting high school, that's like terrifying. Yes. Even though I was homeschooled, I still, I still say, and I started high school. So really, she only had to see her mom, but it's still just friends. as terrifying. Remember those friends I was just telling you about? <laughs> the friends that weren't really friends. <laughs> were they really uh, there? Oh, uh, they were there. <laughs> <laughs> they just might not have been there for me. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, let's, let's start talking about the boys then, because that's when, that's when things started switching, and one of the things that I remember was I was probably in, like, eighth grade, and I got boobs before all my friends, and so, oh my god, and I was, like, kind of embarrassed, it's one of those things where you're like, oh, I've got boobs, but none of my friends do, and then guys start commenting on it and my friends were talking about it to guys and it was so awkward and it just it made me really sad actually after like a long time guys would just that was just immediately their first thing and then as you grow up all your friends get boobs and then now they're nothing yeah now it's just like god they're in the way yep the other day i was trying to help nick with something and literally something got caught on my boobs and that never happens to me because most of the time like they're not even there they're just like a small little speed bump you can't even feel. But this thing got stuck and I was like, oh shit, it's stuck on my boob. <laughs> <laughs> but I was kind of like, 
I pretty much am the same way now as I was then because like yes my body was changing but these boys would like express interest in, in, in me and I was thinking why like what why I, I, I have flat little chest I have these freckles all over my face friggin' train tracks in my mouth teeth bread gets stuck in there all the time oh my god <laughs> But, yeah, and I was just like, what is going on? But then, of course, when they start to show interest, that's the exact same time that they start to comment on the things that they don't like as well. And oh, that's my when God. it all begins. It's the truth. That is the truth. It all comes back to the motherfucking boys. And, like, I hate to throw my brothers under the bus, but sometimes even my brother would make me feel uncomfortable because... It was the opposite, where, like, I would finally find something that I thought was, like, cute to wear, and he'd be like, you're, he'd go so full protective, you're not wearing that out of house, blah, 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 and that's when you're like, okay, do I want to care what people think about me, or do I not want to care? Like, is it going to affect my day or not? Because you get mixed signals all the time. Yeah, for sure. I think, so, not until, like, high school, like, I really started to try to put effort into my appearance before like I just threw my hair up in a pony brushed my teeth put on baggy jeans and a t-shirt tennis shoes and went to school like I I full-on like had the lesbian look for forever and I loved it shit I still love to rock the lesbian look the minimum amount of effort is my favorite place to be no I know that makes me sound like real golden like a gold star but it's so much the truth <laughs> no no and I I think it's the same reason that athleisure wear is so popular now yes you can fucking wear spandex all day long and you still look good and you feel comfortable I'm all for the athleisure wear it I am someone that's had to deal with very very terrible acne it's probably not as bad as it was bad to me, but to someone else that maybe has, like, a serious case of cystic acne, mine was probably like, quit your fucking bitching, bitch. Like, you're going to be fine. But it was just like, I had my dad's oily, greasy skin, cystic. Like, I had the ones that hurt that are under your skin, and then the other ones that are just, like, little whiteheads, and they kind of hurt as well, which then, of course, led to nothing but scars. And I will tell you guys, it took me a long, long time to become so comfortable with myself and my skin to just pretty much, I don't care if I'm having a breakout, I don't care about these scars on my face, I'm going out into the public, I'm not putting on makeup because I don't feel like it. And if anyone wants to comment, they can kiss my white ass because I don't care, this is my skin. And my mom would always be like, well... What if you meet someone? Like, what if there's a good-looking guy? Like, am I just never going to let him see me without makeup on? Like, Jesus, that's like a second full-time job. I'd have to wake up before he did. Right, and if that's, like, your priority before walking okay. out the door, what the hell are you even doing with your life? Do you think guys, when they're, like, throwing their basketball shorts on and their pizza-stained white tee, do you think for a second they're thinking, I bet there's a cute girl that I'm going to see today? Maybe I should, I don't know, run a comb through my motherfucking hair. That's what I'm saying. I have two brothers, and let me tell you something. 
They both left the house all the time looking like a bum. Can't match colors for shit. Looking like a bum. Basketball shorts, tennis shoes. Like, they don't care what they were wearing. And he still got girls. My younger brother, he's like 20. He somehow still manages to find women that are interested in him. That that was actually not my brother's. My brother, um, John, definitely, like, did his hair and, like, put on clothes that he liked. Like, he was concerned with his image, and I don't mean that in, like, a obsessive way. I just mean, like, I was always around guys that cared about their image. Yeah, I mean, as far as my siblings go, I have two brothers and three sisters. I'm right smack dab in the middle of them, so I have two younger siblings and then three older siblings. No surprise here, my three older siblings, flawless skin, all three of them, my brother maybe had like a little bit of acne here and there, but never anything like I had. So my two older sisters look like freaking models all the time. They never have had, my my older, my older sister, not oldest, but older, she sleeps with makeup on still to this day. And what? she will go out in second day wear makeup. And I'm like, and I still hate good you skin. so much. You can't even tell. If I was to sleep in my makeup and go out the next day, I'd have like weird dry patches, smudging everywhere. Like I'm sure you'd see like a pimple raising up here and there. Oh my gosh. And so when I decided to no longer give a fuck about my skin and what anyone else thought of it, I had to pretty much get my mother and her sisters, aka the hanging committee, on board. Otherwise, when you went in front of them, they'd be like, oh, your skin. Have you been to the doctor? Like, bitch, I have a mirror. I know what it looks like. And trust me, I can feel it. It hurts just as bad as it looks. <laughs> right. But yeah, so it took me forever, but I got there. So... If you're dealing with acne right now, and trust me, I'm almost 26, and I just recently had a flare-up. I still see the same dermatologist I started seeing when I was like 15. It will get better, and if it doesn't, then fuck it. Who cares? Your skin is going to get old and wrinkly anyways. Whether there's pimples, scars, whatever, there are all these people that walk around with their beautiful skin kudos to them for being born with it but it's still gonna get wrinkly i know they make these special creams here and there they're supposed to keep the wrinkles away but i tell y'all what i tell my mama not forever for now right your skin <laughs> is supposed to age like it's normal to get wrinkles and drier skin you saw what happened to uh goldie hawn and meryl streep and death becomes her okay they fucked their shit up so much you could twist their head and it'd be it'd be backwards because they try to stay young so they took this bullshit potion from this egyptian lady <laughs> what are you talking about death becomes her i know y'all know this movie death oh, becomes her bruce okay. willis the only time he doesn't play like an action like reggae cop like fighting fighting the man he's just a, a goofy husband oh okay i'll have to but he's a cheater he is a cheater. <laughs> oh, gosh. So it goes to show, even if you're uh, taking potions, your, your significant other is gonna still going to be fucked. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. I just remembered I had a boyfriend in 
I think I was a freshman in high school, and we were out at a theme park one day with a bunch of our friends. And I remember like that morning, I didn't feel like shaving because, you know, I was like 13 years old. And I remember him touched, like he touched my leg and he was like, oh, wow, that's like sandpaper. Bitch. I mean, I almost cried because my self-esteem was that fucking low. And like, I really liked this guy. And to already like be worried about something and then have a guy affirm it or confirm it or whatever, like that's when it hits home. And boys, it's just like, it's for some reason, it's like one thing to hear something negative about yourself, like from a friend or from family. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it doesn't hurt, but it's like when you you get it from someone like that you have a crush on or someone that you're dating, it's just like it hurts 10 times more because you're thinking to yourself, Especially, I don't know if guys feel this way. I don't know if, like, if they see a flaw, they automatically, like, compare themselves to all the other guys of the world. But I know in myself when I see a flaw and then, like, of course, I have lovely Instagram just, like, a foot away on my phone. I'm scrolling through and I see all these women with, like, long, beautiful mermaid hair and nice tinge, beautiful skin. I'm just, like... Fuck me and my fucking scars. I'm going to fucking be a cat woman for the rest of my life. Because no man is going to want to fuck with me. <laughs> or my scars. Or my cat. Oh, that sounded bad. But I didn't mean that in a bad way. She meant a little cat. I meant my actual cat. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, um, when Nick and I started dating, I was 18 years old. I mean... I think the way that somebody looks when they're about 18 to 20, that's probably the best you're going to look in your whole life. Oh, God. I hope not. You don't think so? It's downhill. Because I didn't look so good at 18 to 20, so. Okay, well, maybe from, that felt good when I was, like, 18. I had a tan. I had been going to the gym. You did go through that phase where you was feeling yourself, like Beyonce. Yes, and I, like, took selfies all the time because I was feeling myself. And so when Nick and I first met, you know, I should have known that it's a good thing I locked him down then because that was the best I've ever looked. And that'll, I, I'm not trying to dog on myself now. That's not at all what I'm saying because I've actually come to love myself as a person a lot more than I used to. But I've gained at least 40 pounds since then, and I know that may not sound like a lot. Excuse the cat in the background. Um... That's the cat that Chelsea was just talking about. I told you I was talking about the real thing. <laughs> yeah, you're on the podcast you now. You can share Thanks. your body Thanks, image later. So anyway, um, I guess really what it comes down to is, Chelsea's right, when we look at Instagram and we compare ourselves to all these beautiful people who obviously have like filters on themselves and... <laughs> changed their hair and their skin and they've gotten plastic surgery and Botox and this is not to say that there's anything wrong with plastic surgery or Botox or anything like that like we're not against it I'm, neither of us have ever done any of that um, I will say the only thing that's like a vanity thing that I've done is I've gotten laser hair removal on three different areas on my body and I would never take that back I, I would go do it again in a heartbeat it's been so awesome mainly not only because of self-image but really it's a 
I get to be a little extra lazy. And this isn't an ad for laser hair removal, but I do. I get to spend a little extra time sleeping in the mornings. Um, but there's definitely times where I have talked to Nick about, you know, like, oh, I should go get a consultation for a boob job. And, and of course, like the good loving husband that he is always says, no, you don't need to do that. I love you the way you are. Which, hello, if you're a dude, that is the correct response every yeah, time. For sure. Now, there definitely have been times where Nick has told me honestly, because I know I've mentioned it in the last podcast, Nick is honest. Yeah. Almost to a fault. <laughs> and, you know, he did just tell me one day when I was dogging myself in the mirror and I was like, I need to go to the gym. I need to go to the gym. And he's like, you know, I love your butt. I know it's, it's TMI, whatever. I love her butt too. <laughs> he said, I love your butt. But I wish you would take better care of it because you know you have a nice butt. You should take care of it. This sounds so much like something Nick would say. I just wish I was present for the conversation. And it was like one of those things where I wanted to be mad. But at the same time, I was like, he's right. I, sh- I should be taking care of And it's not like, hey, babe, you need to lose weight. It's why aren't you taking care of yourself? Yeah, for sure. Like, there's been a few times, and this is just recently, because you guys got to remember, I've only lived with the two of them till just now. So, starting October 3rd is when I started living with them, and it took Nick no time at all to call me out on my shit, because I be doing it to him all the time, and I'm, like, complaining to him, you know, I'm like, man, I ain't got no energy, I'm getting angry easily, like, I have no patience, I'm getting the gut because of all the fireball and beers that I've drank recently and he's like dude if you don't like something you can change it he's like no one's forcing you to stay home instead of going to the gym (laughs) and I was like yeah that's true that's true (laughs) (laughs) Nelly agrees (laughs) um yeah Nick is one of those guys that I mean he'll call himself out too he knows that he needs to go to the gym too and and it has nothing to do with like you need to lose weight. It's you feel better. And this is where I wanted to kind of come back and talk about like self-love and self-care. To me, self-care comes from self-love and it can be a lot of different things. Now, personally for me, self-care is when I take a hot bath and I drink a cup of tea or if I do a face mask or if I do some yoga. Like things that I don't do on a daily basis that are comforting, but also taking care of myself. Correct me if I'm wrong, but self-care is not getting plastered on a Friday night because you had a rough day. That's true. It might be a nice release, but to me, that's not self-care. That's kind of just hurting your body, honestly. I mean, it doesn't feel... I mean, this is, comes from no judgment from me. Oh, yeah, we both love to go out on Friday night. And literally, I just told you guys, I'm 25. I just recently stopped, like, getting bombed. I would go from work to a Mexican restaurant where they had really good deals on pitches of margaritas, then go across the street to a little pizza place. They had some good deals on stuff, drink over there. Then sometimes even go out, out, like, to a club. So I was definitely getting wasted on a Friday night and I was not feeling good about myself and 
Like, it makes you feel better in that moment, but we all know that when we wake up the next morning, you've either done something, said something, and it wasn't good, and you don't feel so good. So then, of course, that reflects on you because you're just like, I don't know about you all, but anytime I'm hungover and I have to miss out on something because of it, I'm just like looking at myself in the mirror like, this is a big old piece of shit, hungover. Literally, I was laying in the bottom of the shower eating crackers, drinking water. <laughs> that was rock bottom, laying on the shower floor with a box of crackers on the outside, <laughs> eating crackers, trying to go to my own going away dinner before I came here. My rock bottom was apparently when I fell into the clothing hamper. Dang, I miss all the good stuff. It was my birthday this year, and I got home, stumbled in, <laughs> was going to the, I was going to the bathroom, and um, in that bathroom we had pictures hanging on the wall. And so <laughs> the next morning I was talking to Nick, and I said, you know, I had this dream that I knocked over one of the pictures on the wall. And sure enough, he just starts dying laughing, and I go in the bathroom. That picture is fucking broken. It's on the floor. My foot has a bruise on it from the picture hitting my bruise, and the hamper's, like, all bent to shit because I fell into it. Yeah. Um, so yeah. right now, Chelsea and I, um, I'm pretty sure it was November 1st, we decided to take a little breaky break from the alcohols. And the cherry Coke. Yeah, we're trying to lay back from Cokes also. This is, again, kind of part of our new, like, self-care, self-love thing that we're trying to implement in our lives. Now, we're going to be admitting some stuff with you all. We each had one beer this month. Yes, that's true. So. And it was a Bud Light lunch, so don't even get on me. Right. That, like That's, like, less than 5% alcohol. It that's is practically it, lime juice with some old water in it is what it tasted like. <laughs> I, I like them. I think they're good. But to give you guys, like, a little, I'm going to paint a picture for you all. If we jump back to this time last year, me, myself, I'm, what, like 5'10", 5'11"? Yeah, you're five, yeah, that sounds right. I have been for a while. <laughs> last year, this time, I weighed in at 99 pounds. Okay, and yes, it's fine for you to be like, oh my god, that that's crazy. No, I did not have an eating problem. My body reacts to stress very, in a distinct way. I can eat and eat and eat and eat and eat and eat and it just will do nothing for me. I never puked, never once. I never ever skipped a meal because I'm too hungry to be skipping shit and I've spent my life eating bean burritos from Taco Bell and I would never skip one of those should it be offered to me or should I just be driving past the Taco Bell. But I just would never, never, ever gain weight and I didn't realize what I looked like exactly until now, standing at five foot eleven, weighing 140 pounds, looking at pictures of myself from last year and seeing, I mean, I seeing your ribs. Yes, I looked like I was a skeleton and someone had just laid skin on me, like not even put it into place, just laid it there because every single bone I had poked out my collarbone my shoulders my elbows my knees it honestly it looked painful just seeing myself in the picture I just felt bad for that person because I was like that's got to be so freaking uncomfortable and my family my lovely lovely family 
would immediately like always get on me every time, no matter what I chose to wear. It was just like, oh, you don't look so good. You look kind of sickly, like you're just too skinny, girl. You need to eat. And it's like, for the thousandth time, I fucking eat. So yeah. stop telling me that. If you are suspecting that someone has an eating disorder, the last fucking thing that you should say to them is, you need to eat. You need to eat. You need to eat. Because, I mean, I didn't have an eating disorder, and I was, like, what, 99 pounds when I was in high school. So, obviously, it was a while ago when I was 5'4", not 5'11". But people told me all the time, too, oh, are you anorexic? You need to eat. And it's like, well, guess what? I started eating. Now I'm big old fat ass. That's true. <laughs> they told you, eat your vegetables to be skinny. Honey, I ain't skinny no more. Do you remember what the doctors called it? No. No. I mean, I I literally went and got tests done. I got a colonoscopy. I had them do the test. I can't think of the correct term for it, but where they stick the scope down your throat and look around to make sure there's nothing going on, like in your esophagus and anything. I had all of these tests done, and of course, they all came back. They're like, there's nothing wrong. I even got put on pills that were supposed to increase your appetite to make you gain weight. And guess what? They didn't work. And the doctor, when I told him, like, when I came back and literally, I think only weighed like a pound more. And he was like telling me when he gave me the pills, he's like, you're going to come back weighing 10 pounds. And I was like, huh, we'll see. No, it didn't work. And then finally, I want to say not, it was at least a six, seven, eight months ago. I stopped worrying so much about making sure that I was eating enough for that day. And I just ate when I wanted to eat, drank whatever I wanted, and I finally stopped giving a fuck. I told everyone that was like, oh, you're just going to eat. Go fuck yourself because I'm eating and I'm doing me. And finally, I looked in the mirror one day, and for the first time in years, I had to buy new pants from H&M. And I went up like two or three sizes. It's a good feeling. And I know, like, a lot of you are like, this bitch, she's, like, gloating about going up a pant size. I know. I know it's going to upset some of y'all, but it was good for me. It's what I needed. I swear to you, I will try to find the best picture I can to show you guys what I looked like and post it on our gram. You will be like, okay, yeah, you needed to gain that weight. Yeah, I know. I mean, it was, it was, like, malnutrition level and... For sure. I don't know how supporting I was. I, I wanted to be very supporting during that time because it was right after her accident. And I didn't want you to feel like I was another person telling you to eat or stop throwing up because I knew that wasn't the problem. And I mean, I had people coming up to me about her and it's like, yeah. why don't you mind your own fucking business and you eat your food? Yeah, like since we're being honest, you know, everyone has dealt with that period of time where when you just have a lot of people around you, they're not trying to be negative and they think that whatever they're saying to you is like going to help. It's going to like, they're going to point you in the right direction and send you on your way. I'm sure that's maybe what some people in my family thought they were doing. Some of the people that hung around me and Becca thought they were doing by mentioning it. But when you start to hear it over and over and over again and it builds on your mind, then the next thing that happens and it's the worst thing ever is when you turn on yourself and you're like, you're disgusting. You look too skinny. You're gross. Like, what are you doing? You have no figure. You have no shape. You're not even a woman. You're just a stick. And that is for real. What I was telling myself there for a while I was like, 
it just it's never gonna end everyone's gonna look at you and be like that chick is whack there's something wrong with her and then finally i was like you know what i don't give a fuck i'm gonna eat as many bean burritos as i want <laughs> i'm gonna drink as many margaritas as i want and i'm no longer gonna give a shit about people coming up to me and being like oh you don't eat it looks like you don't eat no bitch it looks like you don't think because i'm stupid <laughs> coming out of your mouth <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so true. Um, self-image, self-love, it is hard. It is it is like a daily battle, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. You have your good days and your bad days. I think, okay, I'm going to add another thing to self-love. I think that daily affirmations are super important, and it's not something that I do every day. I started doing it maybe a few weeks ago on my way to work, Um there's a couple different things. Like, it's if you ever watched Grey's Anatomy, mm-hmm. Chelsea knows what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Um, there's this thing that Derek's sister, what is her name? Derek's sister. Amelia? Amelia. She starts talking about this Superman pose or superhero pose. And it's like psychological that if you do a superhero pose, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, just Google it, um, that you have like a much higher success rate in whatever you're about to do. Of course, they were doing it before fake brain surgery, but to me, going in, cutting hair, having a good day, like, it's still important there also. Yeah. Um, another really quick thing is I noticed a lot of the girls that I work with, this is not like, I'm not judging at all. I think it's amazing. They don't wear bras. Like, one specific girl never wears a bra. I fucking love it. It's awesome. Some of the guys think it's for them. Like, bitch, this is not for you. They are just more comfortable that way. So, I am glad that they are making that choice for themselves. Yeah. I think something that I have noticed that has changed a lot from how you and I started out when we were young versus now, I think, shockingly, even with all the extra stuff there is, there's a lot more, like, female-to-female positivity. Don't get me wrong. There's still them bitches out there. They be hating on other bitches. Okay. (laughs) But we'll get to y'all at a later date, and we'll, you'll come to the good side, okay? We'll have fun. But that is the one thing that I myself try to do better on, you know, because I didn't even realize I hate it when someone judges me. Like, whether it's two seconds and, like, we just had awkward eye contact, like, out in the club, and you're, like, judging my fit or I'm judging your hair. I just finally was like, that's bullshit because, really, your hair probably looks better than mine. You look good. I look good. You tell me I look good, I'll tell you you look good. And this, you know, pretty much takes us all the way back to episode one of Be a Hype Bitch. Yes. In the bathroom and out of the bathroom. We just go crazy. But yeah, just act like you're in the club bathroom every day. No, I was just talking to one of my coworkers about this because she told me that she thought I was like a goody-goody and all the stuff that she presumed about me, which... (laughs) I'd love to say that's true, but it's not. It ain't. And I told her, I was like, well, I thought you were a stuck-up bitch. And uh, I just told it like it was. We are best work buds, okay? Like, (laughs) we get along really, really well. And um, she just laughed. And it's like, it's like Chelsea said, you see some girl and you immediately think, like, oh, they're pretty, so they must be a bitch. Or, oh, their hair isn't done the same way I would do it, so they must not give a shit about themselves. And it's like, no. It's the same thing when, like, you get yelled at at work. Sometimes you just got to 
step back for a second, remind yourself that someone's going through something that you don't understand. You may not appreciate it, but sometimes they got to get through it how they got to get through it. That is true. So, summon up. Don't judge. Lady on, lady on, lady love. Yes. No. Either way. Either way you want to do that. Okay. <laughs> Self-love. No negativity from your brain to you. None of it. Keep it keep it all positive, even if it's hard. I am not a religious person. Becca knows this. But one day, strolling through the thrift store, I found a daily devotional book specifically for women. Mm-hmm. And pretty much it's just like a page you read every day. Yep. It is nice. It helps. Like, even, you know, sometimes I go to work and I just got that feeling like, I don't know, I feel like it's going to be a bad day. I'm tired or my hair ain't laying the way I want. And then it's just, I'm not saying it's simple. Like, I just read the page and I'm like, oh, all right, let's go. It just, I read it and then I have about a 30-minute drive to work. I think about it. And I will say that I am in a little bit like of a more chipper, ready to help other people out, listen to their problems mood. Versus when I just roll out of bed, I'm already like, fuck this. It's a fucking bad day already. (laughs) And then the first person that comes to my counter, I'm like, fuck you. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Got to keep it light. Got to keep it positive. And wash your face. Wash your fucking face. Don't be like my little bitch sister. And sleep with your makeup on. Don't sleep with makeup on. Wash your faces, girls, because you're beautiful. We love you. Um, We do. If anybody wants to share some love, no hate, but any love, you just DM us on Instagram. Yes. No hating, though. And no penis pics. Yeah, no penis pics. Now's not the time. (laughs) You already have a hard enough time finding the right time. This ain't the time. Let's just say there's never a good time. Okay. Moving on. Moving on. (laughs)